You are listening to the Special Needs Mom Podcast. This is Kara, your host, and I am so glad you're here. Before we get into this episode, I want you to know that Pathway to Peace, which is a group coaching program, is currently available to join. This program is built on three main pillars. First, coaching. It's the real powerhouse. It's what I do. It's what I love. Second, community. And if you've been around for a little bit more than a minute, you know how I feel about community and the power that it has to heal and change your life. And lastly, I have a library of content filled with resources, with modules, with lessons. We go way deeper than I can go in on the podcast. And these are available to you in a way that you can consume them in your busy life. This program would be a good fit for you if you've stabilized past the point of initial diagnosis and find yourself spending a little bit more than you'd like to in overwhelm. And you can't imagine how, given all the things in your life, you can have any sort of peace ever again. Through the program, you will gain the gift of acceptance. You will do the work to recover your spark. You'll leave the program with the tools and the confidence that you have what you need to have joy and peace part of your life once again. So it's time to change it up. I know you've been saying yes to everybody, especially serving with all your heart and everything you have to your child. Now it's time to say yes to you. Find the link in the show notes to get more information and for next steps. Hi, I'm Kara, life coach, wife, and mom to four incredible and unique children. It wasn't all that long ago that my son received a diagnosis that had my world come crashing down. I lacked the ability to see past the circumstances, which felt impossible, and the dreams I once had for my life and family felt destroyed. Fast forward past many years of surviving and not at all thriving, And you'll see a mom who trusts that she can handle anything that comes her way and has access to the power and confidence that once felt so lacking. I created the Special Needs Mom podcast to create connection and community with moms who find themselves feeling trapped and with no one who really understands. My intention is to spark the flare of possibility in your own life and rekindle your ability to dream. This isn't a podcast about your special needs child. This is a podcast about you. If you are a mom who feels anxious, alone, or stuck, then you are in the right place. Welcome. Hello and welcome to the Special Needs Mom Podcast. As most of you listen to this episode, you will have finished, or should I say, survived your spring break. What I thought was interesting this year is just hearing the exhaustion in the moms in our community as they survived spring break. For a lot of us, that means that our kids are home and out of their normal routine, the support that we have through school suddenly disappears. And what I'm noticing is everyone's kind of got relief as their kids are back in school, but now also a little bit of a trepidation as we await summer. So perhaps we could talk about that more in future episodes and how to prepare for these seasons where we have less support than we do during the school year, because I know that that affects all of us and all of us in pretty significant ways. 
I hope y'all had a good spring break. I know we had a fabulous spring break. Well, (laughs) we had a full spring break. Maybe that's a better way of saying it. Some really, really good things and some really, really hard things. Actually, some of you would have seen on Instagram that my son has some, I don't know, weird stuff going on with his body. We don't know exactly what it is. And it's the kind of thing that's very applicable for today's conversation because it's stuff that we don't know how to help him with. We do have hope that it will get better, but right now we don't know how to help him. So it's an interesting place to be. And, you know, honestly, it's a hard place to be. Um, One of my friends asked me on Voxer. Do you guys talk on Voxer? It's an app kind of like Marco Polo, if you know that one, but you get to chat back and forth. And I find it works really well for my mom friends who, you know, maybe are on different time zones or just different schedules so that we can actually have uninterrupted conversation. Anyhow, I was chatting on Voxer and she said, how are you? And the first word that came to my mind was heartbroken. And I was like, wow. Hmm. Yeah. I don't always stop and think about that as I'm doing daily life, but you know, the things that we navigate with our kids, it sometimes just hits really hard. And so that's kind of the season that we're in. So this episode is mostly inspired by some conversations I had this week with moms. This particular mom was feeling really stuck, really trapped. This is actually conversations I'm having over and over again with different moms or just what I'm seeing, you know, kind of as themes out there as I I'm in the different communities of moms like us. And so she was thinking that her son's disabilities or conditions like had to change, that her survival was dependent on her son's, I won't say cure, but addressing some of the things that hadn't yet been addressed. And so this left her feeling super powerless because she literally has no ability to click her fingers or to spend millions of dollars to do anything actually with certainty that would change her son's conditions. And yet she was clinging onto the hope that it had to change, especially because what it meant for her, if it didn't change, that that would make her life and any sort of life that she was excited to live impossible. Yes, we can leave open possibility that he'll grow and he'll change and he'll have differences that make things easier. But We also have to live in the place that we're at now. And the thing that I want to talk about in this episode is when we feel out of control or powerless, what are our options? What is one of our options? So we're going to really kind of look in and play with some imagery today to step out of our own life and the things that we're kind of so focused on to get a little mental picture that's going to hopefully illustrate why we're stuck and then give us some options once we look at that. And before we get into the meat of that conversation, you know, I bring this conversation up because it is one of the most common things I hear is feeling out of control or powerless or trapped. I think those kind of all work together. And what's interesting is a lot of the response to that is an overcompensation by trying to control everything. And a lot of times it's under the guise of being really responsible or proactive or on top of it. And it doesn't necessarily feel controlling to you. Other people may disagree with that. Perhaps your husband, (laughs) perhaps anybody else that's trying to help your child. But I want to actually just recognize it as a very normal response to when you feel like something else is 
out of control in your life is to overcompensate in another area. And so, you know, I can picture myself in times where things did feel chaotic and I picture myself, I wouldn't use the word frantic, but maybe obsessive isn't right, but intently cleaning and organizing. And doesn't it feel so good sometimes to actually kind of have mastery over some certain small area of your house in the midst of when everything else is out of control? And sometimes I let myself go with this. I think it's sometimes a nice little outlet to give myself a little safe place to land when everything else is so hard. So I'm not saying by any means that this is a bad thing or that we should stop doing this. I just think it's something that's important to notice and to recognize if you're coming from this place of control, there is a likelihood that you're trying to resist another area of your life that isn't actually controllable. And so this conversation is perfectly for you if you are exhausted from always needing things to be a certain way or being let down from your expectations of other people because they're not doing it how you think they should. Now let's look at why you feel so out of control, why you feel powerless. Simply said, it's because you're trying to control something that isn't controllable. So here's an example. I'm going to use my son's behavior. I can give him everything. I can teach him anything I try to teach him. I can hire every consultant. I can put in the hours. I can do all the things. And he still may not behave the way that I want him to. And I think that a lot of you will resonate, whether it's behavior or whether it's part of your child's health or whether it's some other part that, man, you want to be different than it is. And yet we actually don't have control. We can't make it happen on our own. And so I want you to consider that this thing that you're trying to change is a rock, like a really big one. I want you to picture this rock on the side of a mountain, picture like a big lush mountain. And then there's this little dirt pathway kind of a like reddish kind of dirt, like rich dirt, I should say soil. And there's this huge rock that is stopping you from moving forward in this path. It's so high that you certainly can't get over it. And on one side of it is the steep mountain going upward. And on the other side is like the lower mountain, which you don't want to go on because you would fall off of it. So this rock's there. And it's not moving. And I want you to try to picture yourself trying to push this rock that is way too big to push, trying to kick it or blow it up. And you know what? This rock is a really special rock. It's actually resistant to dynamite. I don't know what kind of material this is, but I mean, it is solid. You can't chemically destroy the rock, although you have tried. And so nothing is working. You're at the end of your resources your limits, your imagination for how you can move this rock. And here's the worst part. You believe that if you do not move this rock, you are separated from the thing that's on the other side. And I don't know exactly what's on the other side for you, but I think it's a variation of your happiness, your security, the peace that comes as a mom, knowing that your child will be okay. And so over on the other side of this rock, the thing that you can't 
get around because it is stuck there are all the things that you want. So you can see why this is upsetting. I think it's safe to say that your relationship to this rock has you feeling powerless and out of control, chaotic maybe. And I just want you to picture a person, maybe yourself, maybe you picture another person, maybe it's easier for you to picture somebody else that you love who is almost frantically trying to destroy this rock. Because on the other side, remember, is the thing that they most desperately want. And of course, you're going to keep trying. Of course, you're going to push through. Of course, you're going to be like really upset about this thing. So picture that kind of energy. And now I want to let that picture be there. And I want you to replace this rock with the parts of the diagnosis of your child that will not go away. Or perhaps you just don't have a guarantee that they're going to go away. The things that may not move. Like an example would be is my child's blindness. Like his eye is not going to change. Or I should say his brain's not going to change connecting it to his eye. If you don't know, my son's blind in one eye. So even if there is this slight possibility, like in my mind, I'm like, there is a really small chance that somebody in the world's going to invent something to reconnect my son's brain to his eye. So I let that linger out there, but I don't bank on it. I've accepted like he does not have vision in his eye. And so again, I want you to picture these parts of diagnoses that are rocks that you have not yet been able to change or impact in a way that has you feeling like, yeah, things are cool. As you picture this part of your child, or it could be another part of your life, but let's focus on this part as a literal rock. Okay, so go back to that imagery of the mountain, this huge rock that has cliff on one side and like steep mountain on the other separating it from all the peace and all the joy that you want. And now here's the critical piece. Instead of trying to change the rock, let the rock be the rock. Maybe you even step back and admire it a little bit. Be like, dang, that's a big rock. Wow. What kind of freaking material is that? That it has like superpowers that nothing I have tried can change it. And consider no matter how you've tried, it's not moving. But you still want to get to the other side. You don't want to be separated from this thing that you see over there that other people might have and that you desperately want. Maybe you had it at some point and you certainly lost it along the way. And rather than trying to continue to persist to change the rock, the thing I want to look at is the possibility of changing your relationship to this rock. And by shifting from trying to change the rock to changing how you are being and how you relate to this rock. Once we accept that we cannot change this rock, we have to work with the rock. And that means we may have to change something else, as in perhaps we have to change something about ourselves. Perhaps we have to change something about our situation outside of the rock. Perhaps we have to approach it in a completely different way. It's almost like the question is, if the rock is a given... What do you need to get to the other side? And so using this picture, maybe it's a ladder. Maybe it's a bridge. Maybe it's a catapult. Maybe you see that there are like a lot of trees on this mountain, both on both sides. And that you can actually like do some rope artistry 
and swing over to the other side. Obviously, I'm kind of coming up with all the ideas, and I'm sure you could come up with even more than I have here. But the point is that the rock is no longer a problem because it's not separating you from what you want. And I'm not saying that the rock still won't cause some emotion, but it's very different when you no longer feel like it has all the power and you have none. And so, yes, the point is that the rock is no longer a problem. And guess what? You don't feel powerless anymore because you've stopped trying to change something that isn't changeable. It's almost like I want you to see the relief that can come. Remember that picture that we had a little bit ago where it was like there was this rock and you were frantically working around trying to kick and change and like do anything possible, desperate to change this rock, to destroy it. I want you just to look at the piece that like when you actually just stop and you rest and you surrender, just in picturing this like very big shift in like from frantic energy to just peace. And yes, probably some grief. And so with this surrender, you've accepted what is, as in what the rock is without judgment. And with this acceptance, you can move your focus off the rock onto how you're going to get around to answering that question, like, what do you need to get to the other side? Or what's missing that has you stuck on this side? So some of you might have to push pretty far out of your comfort zone. And using the same little analogy that we have, like, I'm really afraid of heights. Like, I really don't even like watching people rock climb because it just is very like, ah, no, thank you. I took my kids to a climbing gym over spring break and two of them, well, three of them loved it. Levi and I, not so much. And so we were watching some of the more advanced climbers on these like tall walls and they were doing the whole like, you know, climbing and then clipping in. And I was watching them for a little bit as like one of the guys was lower and I literally had to walk away. Like it was making me feel so uncomfortable to watch this guy who was probably like professional. I don't know, probably not going to fall. Like just the possibility of falling. Ugh, I didn't like it. Anywho. So like instantly when I think about having to do anything on the side of a mountain, I have sweaty hands, but those feelings are real. I get very scared when I think about having to do anything with heights. So I would have to face this and come up with solutions that either don't require me to feel like this height thing is an issue or support myself to the extent that I could actually go through the fear of the height stuff. But the point is, you're going to likely have to grow. You're going to likely have to be uncomfortable because typically growth is uncomfortable. It's usually not the most softy, cushiest thing in the world. And certainly in Pathway to Peace, the group coaching program, I teach ways to create these new relationships to, you know, these rocks, in quotes, that we have in our lives. And what's so great about coaching is that we often do not even realize that we are trying to push up against a rock. We're so busy, focused on that rock. We're so intent that until we step back, and usually with the support of somebody helping us see this, we don't see it. And when we do see it, we're like, oh, well, duh. Now I see it. And it's so relieving to have those moments of clarity, to recognize that you no longer have to fight to change the impossible. You're no longer stuck in this powerless position 
Like you don't have to stay there when you realize what is happening. As you can tell, it's exciting. It's actually really exciting when you learn to distinguish rocks. You know, I really like this analogy if you can't tell. And so as we come to close here, I want you to identify the biggest thing that feels like it needs to change for your life to be better. So whatever comes into your mind first, you can just go with that. And there might be many you can think of. And now I want to look at that thing and actually let's see if it's truly a rock or if it's not. And ask yourself, can you change this? Can you move this rock? So again, using my son's blindness, the answer would be no, I cannot. There is no doctor I could hire that could restore his vision. And so ask yourself and get really clear, like, can I change this? And my guess is the answer is no. And even if it's like my husband listening to me, you've probably tried and it hasn't worked. And so I want you to accept that you cannot single-handedly change this. And again, it doesn't mean that the possibility of change doesn't exist ever. It just means that's not where you're at now. And so if it is truly a fact, a fact is something that is true no matter what, true for everybody. So if this is a fact, like a diagnosis or a series of behaviors that happen over and over again, I want you just to name it. So maybe it's just very straightforward. It's like my kid exploding. Or maybe it's, it's bigger than that. And you could say the whole diagnosis of your child. Or perhaps the ones that make you feel the most powerless. Let's focus on those. And then the thing I want to point you to is to ask better questions. So rather than trying to change the rock, or in this case, replace it with what you have come up with the name, I want you to ask yourself something like, given that the rock is there, what do I need to get around it? Who can help me? What are my other options if the rock doesn't move? And sometimes I think it's really nice to to identify, like, what do we even think that the rock is making impossible for ourselves? And a lot of times that we think that what we most want is the rock to move. And then we get clear on, oh, no, 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 no. Actually, what we most want is the thing on the other side of the rock. That's also super helpful to recognize, oh, so we don't have to have the rock change. No longer do, do we have to have this death grip of control trying to change this thing that's, that's not changeable, that has you really feeling powerless and trapped. We recognize, oh my gosh, I actually just want peace. Or I actually just want to have balance in my life where I'm not just a caretaker. I'm actually a friend and a mom and a woman. And I have hobbies. And I have balance. All right. Well, I really enjoyed putting this episode together. It was just fun for me to kind of geek out on my little analogy. So I hoped you liked it as much as I did. And I want to end this episode with giving you several different options on how to connect. I think for me, I want you to know I love connecting. And I do wish that more of you would recognize she's talking to me like she wants to connect to me. Okay, so I am talking to you. If you are hearing this, I am talking to you. There's three ways that I want to identify right now. The first one is an activation session. You might have heard some of these episodes. They're new episodes that I'm doing. And this is where you actually come to a coaching session, like a micro coaching session that you and I plan together. And we record it. 
to be reused as an episode on the podcast. There's lots of reasons that this is really fun. And I totally get if you're like, yeah, no, thanks. I don't want to be on the podcast in that way. But some of you are like, yeah, this is fun. I'm totally in. So for some of you, this will feel just right. And I want you to go ahead and go onto the show notes and schedule it. It's as easy as clicking on a link, filling out a few questions and finding a time in your calendar. The second thing that I want to distinguish and differentiate from an activation session is a consultation. So this is where you can also schedule time with me. And this is where you're like, okay, like I'm ready to kind of do a little bit more. She talks about this pathway to peace thing. I don't really know what that is yet, but I'm intrigued and I want to allow myself to explore more. So this is a consult. And so this is also a private conversation where you and I just have a chat and we see what might be a good fit for you. Okay. Also, you schedule those via the old show notes. And the last thing, and you'll hear it right as this episode ends, probably in a little another reminder, but is the community group. So this is on Facebook. It's called the Special Needs Mom Podcast Community. And it's really fun to see this community growing and having the conversations that we're having over there. And one of my most favorite things about this is this is where I really get to connect with y'all. And one of the ways we do that is in community huddles. This is a Zoom conversation where I got a conversation that connects us and this has us explore some of the things that we commonly experience as moms, as moms of the children that we have. I just had one of these calls yesterday and it was so lovely. And it's fun to see new faces and it's fun to re- see friends that are coming back over and over again. And I just love it. So to learn about those kinds of opportunities, what you'll need to do is just sign up for the Facebook group. Um, fill out, again, fill out a couple questions to make sure that you are. And so again, on the show notes, you'll see a link to the Facebook community. Okay, so those are three options for you. Okay, let's wrap this episode up. And I can't wait to see you on the next episode. And don't forget to reach out on Instagram. I love connecting with y'all over there too. One more thing before we officially, officially wrap up this show. Sometimes when I'm listening to podcasts, I have the experience of wanting more. I'm listening at the very end thinking, I sure wish that episode didn't end. I invite you, if you feel in any way the same way, I invite you to the Special Needs Mom podcast community, which is a free group that I host on Facebook, where we as a community of fellow moms who listen to this podcast and are experiencing life in similar shoes, get to talk to one another, get to share stories, get to actually interact. I hope you'll consider joining. See you over there.